listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. I feel like I fit I fit right in, you know what I'm saying, with my defense, my versatility, with me being able to play the five, me being able to play the four. Overall, playing hard and just my, my, my will to win will. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. We got yeah, a lot of young talent, um, a lot of guys that's wanting to be a great team. We all got the mentality to do it, so yeah, it's going to happen sooner than later. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to The Summit, State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Stabbacks, and everything Houston Rockets presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I'm your host, your commissioner, Kenny, and of course, with me as always is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Go follow my brother on Twitter at JP underscore Mirabueno. Follow myself at Summit Commish. Follow our show at Summit SOM Pod, and of course, follow the media team at Apollo HOU and at Apollo NBA. GM, the Rockets have officially ended their game against the Phoenix Suns. We take another L, 109-124. to The season starts out. We are 1-6. and <sighs> The dream of the play-in is slowly dying. <laughs> that was your dream. 1-6, <laughs> but the dream of 76-6 and six still lives. <laughs> it certainly does. I mean... When you got the power of positivity on your side, uh, anything is certainly possible. And to Kenny, seventy-six and six is certainly the way. Um, is it oh the rest of the way? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, there's nothing like having a winning streak that is possibly the longest winning streak in all of sports. But you know, it can happen, right, Ken? I, I, you know what? I'll, I'll say this though. One one in one in six start. We were about halfway through this game, and we're gonna discuss the game as we keep rolling along and chugging along here. I, the first thing that comes to mind when I'm thinking, GM, let's have a dialogue. Like let's have it. Let's, let's, let's get let's get with it. Let's, let's have go. a dialogue. Like I'm I'm open this, to a dialogue. Is, I mean, we might not always agree in everything. No, well, but. I mean, let's have a dialogue. Like, I didn't want to get to this point. We're uh, six game, no, seven games in now. Mm-hmm. We're one and six. Seven games into the season. Is there a possible chance? Now, granted, I, it's still early in the year. I don't even fully believe this, but at least it needs to be brought into a conversation. I'm going to tell you straight up. My answer straight up for this question is going to be no. But for you, the Rockets worse this year than last year 20 and 62 is this team worse than last year i mean i will say in certain respects this team is looking bad like it just doesn't seem that there is much cohesion out there currently um jabari smith jr is struggling mightily in terms of finding his place well i guess planting his foot in the league and in this offense and on this team i'm confident that that will get there there are certain things that i've noticed that just are not meshing well with me um the first and foremost thing is you're going to read about this but uh dacian nick's not a backup point guard um he's not it if he's going to play this bad we might as well just let josh christopher run the backup point guard that's just my opinion um i'm I'm not going to hate on the guy 
I don't think he's a bad guy. It's just that I don't think that he might be the right backup point guard for this team. Yeah, you've been you've been harping um, on this the entire game. It, it just it just seems like that when it they go to the bench and they play this, they play what is it? Usman Grubatar, Eason, Garrison Matthews. Um, do they roll with I think KJ Martin in there as well, or yep. Jayshon Tate mm-hmm. with a Dacian Nix? It just seems both. like if they had a vet point guard in there, I'm not saying Dennis Schroeder as he wasn't so great either. But in terms of just a point guard that has more natural point guard instincts and plays confidently and someone that has been in the league, I think that we would be leaps and bounds better in terms of bench play. Another aspect of the game that I'm just not a fan of right now is the offense. It seems like they're just running a simple offense. Even though, uh, what is it, Um, Steven Silas said he's going to have a bit more of an offensive scheme in terms of the guys that are out on the floor. Um, I wish it would be a bit, it just, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like they're executing. Yeah. If, if the, I don't know if that's just me. I see some of the actions, but it just seems like they give up once the first read is like, is blown up. You know what I mean? Or it, like, it's like a half ass set. Yeah. But yeah, it feels like they're running like a, you know, like a half ass offense of scheme, like a college football offensive scheme where it's like your first read and then if you don't see your first read then you just run you know what i mean and what i've noticed is that when that first read is blown up kevin porter jr alperin shangun what do they do they just go to the bucket try to score you know what i mean they go in isolation and then everyone else kind of just gives up on the play and i don't think it's very fair in terms of what they're doing because at the end of the day they're going back to instincts mm-hmm you got you. Of course, you can put a little bit of blame on them. But you also got to put the blame a little bit on Silas as well. And just with how everything is going, it just seems like there's no momentum. We have the worst assist um, percentage in the league, and it's because this team tends to go to a lot of isolation. I mean, we've even seen some possessions where Kevin Porter Jr. brings the ball up the court, goes Steve Steve Francis two thousand one two thousand two, gets to the bucket, shoots the ball, and I mean it's. The offense that is working, he is he did score twenty six points tonight. Because I'm not mad at him. Mm-hmm. The other guys are trying to score. But from what it seems like is that when the other guys can't score and the team needs a bucket, Kevin Porter Jr. is there. He's trying to be like G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe's there? Was yes. That the joke? Wow. Yes. yes. Um wow. for my old heads out there. Mm. But oh, no, it didn't land. It certainly did not <laughs> land, unfortunately. Uh, it took me a minute to get it. That's why. That's the only reason why. Well, oh, oh, and now he starts. Oh, now, now, now it starts. The sweats come in. Yeah, it's just. It's like, just it's, I, I'm not as much of a comedian as I thought I was. This is not a good look for me. But, okay. you know, like overall, I mean, is it is it yeah. possible that the team is worse? We don't know that yet. But the team certainly has looked worse than last year. Does that make sense? Well, look, worse at this point in the season last year. I mean, which was a one in sixteen start last year. Yeah, but towards but the tail end of the Tice. season, the season looked they, they well, looked like, good. For me, I'm judging this yeah, beginning where, where, where of the season, we, yeah, where not we, at the same beginning. Where's the precipice? Like, where, I'm yeah. starting from the end of the season last year because oh, there's supposed okay, okay. to be growth in terms of their game. Okay, Jalen Green yeah. had that confidence. He has that confidence now, but he's still adjusting in terms of playing alongside Jabari Smith Jr. Um, playing alongside Alperin Shingun, learning this quote-unquote new offense that Steven Salas has instilled, and um, you know, figuring out when to you know share time with Kevin Porter Jr. when he's going to handle the ball, when KPJ handles the ball, 
Um, it, it, it's overall, it's just it's a hard watch. There's no ifs and buts or about no ifs ands or buts about it. It's been a hard watch, and I mean I'm not mad. I'm not angry. There are certain expectations that were bestowed upon this team, and we believed. Um, but at the same time, we have to remember that this is still a young team. Yeah, right? exactly. No. So. Okay, so at this point, you think that this team at this juncture, seven games in, is worse than the tail end of the season last year, correct? That's what I'm getting? That this team is worse than yeah. the tail end? Yeah, the tail end of last yes. year. Okay, yes. okay. We can't blame Christian Wood anymore. Yeah, well, that's the thing, like... The Rockets fan base, the Rockets Twitter, tries to pin it on something. Yeah, That's there's the goal, always right? a they scapegoat. Pin it there will on always be a scapegoat. Okay. I have four points. Four points as to what, as to why this team is the way that it is. Four major points, in my opinion, as to why this team is one in six to start. Point number one, Jalen and Jabari are struggling. Three-syllable word, struggling. Mm-hmm. The past three games, Jim, let me give you percentages here. For the past three games, game one, seven for 26 combined. Game two, eight of 32 combined. Game three, which is tonight's game, nine of 30 combined. That puts th- those two, the number two and number three overall picks from this year and last year, at 24 for 88. For the past three games. It's horrible. Put that into perspective. 24 of 48 is 50%. 24 of 88 is almost double that. That should be like 20%. (laughs) That is 20% field goal. Not 20% three-point shooting. 20% field goal percentage. Mm -hmm. Jalen... Green and Jabari Smith, Jalen Green, who was supposed to be the auto bucket, and he was doing that pretty consistently well at the beginning, first few games of the season. He played very well offensively, and then he snake bit. He had a moment in the game tonight where he he missed a point blank dunk on a beautiful pass from Shangun. Point blank dunk, he cocked it back, reminding me so much of that DeAndre DeAndre uh, Jordan cock back dunk in game seven, where I was just like, why are we styling Jalen? We need the bucket. Why are we styling right now? So. 24 for 88. The The problem is that Jalen and Jabari are struggling. But on top of that, Jalen and Jabari's defense is not locked in. And I'm not seeing synergy from the two of them mm-hmm. together. These are the two top talented players that you had gotten through the draft outside of Kevin Porter Jr., who was a trade. Jay Sean Tate, who was a, you know, was a was a free agent pickup. These are your two guys you put your money on. These are the two guys you went out of your way to get. These are the two guys that you're depending on your future for. These two don't seem to be simpatico. I don't know what it is. There was a moment in the beginning of the game where Jalen, not Jalen, Jabari put up his first three. First three of the game. First shot of the game. It wasn't a clean look. He had a dribble, two dribbles, and then he finally pulled up for three. It wasn't a clean look. It didn't go in. Jalen had his hands up. Like, he looked upset. I don't know how much stock to put into that. But based I mean, on there what there were I, multiple possessions where it seemed like that. Exactly. Yeah. Based on what I've seen, it just does, It, in my opinion, it just looks like these two are not simpatico. I'm not saying they're not getting along, but they're just not simpatico. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I don't know if they're, if the argument that happened, if, you know, we talked about that argument last week, was there more to it? We don't know. We're never going to know if there's going to be more to it. Is it carrying over? I don't know. Is there a possibility? Maybe. 
But the fact of the matter is, is that when you put the numbers to the test, 24, 24 of 88 speaks for itself. I used to always talk highly of Jabari in terms of he, what he gives you, what he can give you on offense, he'll give you double, triple on defense. Defense, he has been struggling as well. He hasn't been playing consistently enough. I want him to make a bigger impact. That's not been the case. I need to see Jabari do a little bit more than that. I need to see him do more than what he's been doing right now. He's trying. I, I know he's trying, but at the end of the day, he's not helping his team. He's not captaining the defense the way that I believed he could. Jalen and Jabari, that's the first. That's like the horcrux of it all. Those two are my main reasons to why this team is 1-6. and six. You invested your two top picks from this year and last year, and they have not come to perform at all. Point number one. Point number two, Alp can't guard a broom. Alp <laughs> cannot guard a broom defensively. His defense Alperin is Shangun is getting boxed out. Mm-hmm. He's getting beat up inside. He is out of position. He can't handle the pick and roll. He's like he's getting constantly beat over the top. He's getting boxed out on almost every possession. He's not... Like, he's not calling it if it's going to be a switch or not with either KPJ or Jalen Green. Like, you got to be able to call that. You, you're you going to anchor that defense down low. Call the switch. If you want to switch, call it. But if you're going to do it, please call it definitively. And he's not doing that. LP is just not... He hasn't been good defensively. Like, I'm not saying that... He, oh, he's not the center for the Rockets. No, I'm not saying that. One in six... One in six is the start. LP, you replace Christian Wood with an Alperin Shangun. He has not really given much better, maybe slight minuta, minuta better, but not to the point where I can be like, okay, great. This is leaps and bounds better than Christian Wood defensively. Alperin Shangun has not been the answer defensively, and I think that is proven in the percentages that the center scored. Look, we had a backup center from Phoenix that had 16 points in the first half. Yo, Landale was... Land- getting everything yeah. he wanted. Landale was doing floor. whatever he was doing whatever he wanted. Jake mm. Jake Paul's twin brother, like the third twin brother. Yeah. That wasn't the triplet. Look, man. What's that word when they're three? Triplets. Oh. No, oh mind. I think of three heads when they're stuck together. Siamese. <laughs> no, um I forgot what the yeah, word Yeah, you know what I mean? Like they, they talked twins? about it on uh, on Beyond the Diamond yeah. the other day. So um so basically LP bottom line just can't guard guard a freaking door right now. He can't guard a broom. Yeah, Shouts to the Houston Nationals. He's, he's looking yeah. slow. Exactly. So that's the whole that's the whole point of what I'm trying to say. Like, it just it's not it just not it has not been happening for this team, and and LP is a reason for that. Point number three, KPJ has been tunneling. He's yeah, been his vision mad has been a little bit tunneling. more like focused on himself. Yeah, I will say that it's fair. He said last year he was going to run more scoot ball, and I understand that because at the end of the day he's not a natural. Point guard, he's not Chris Paul. He's not John Stockton. We've related to this. We've 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 talked about this at nauseum at this point that KPJ is not going to be any of those types of point guards. He's a he is a modern day point guard, quote unquote, where he's going to look more for himself. The point guard is the is the dominant position in this game because they can score. It's because of Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, uh, John Morant. Those types of players have been succeeding because they can also score on top of it. They're not like pure pure point guards of the past like a Chris Paul or John Stockton. But there's a difference here. He's tunneling. Like, there's no... I'm not seeing enough out of KPJ now at this point to where I can be like, okay, he's looking for other people. He really isn't. There have been plenty of times where he has been tunneling. Like, if we go look at the game here, he's had, he had six assists, which is great. And, and I... And that's a very quiet six, actually, because I didn't, I mean, I didn't you could think see, he even had six. You could six. say that they were probably more potential and, Well, he assists. actually only had one turnover, which is great. So he did, he did to a degree, look a little bit more like... Tonight, 
there were still possessions where I d- was not happy with the way that he was playing just because there are so many moments where I'm like, if the play gets blown up, I, f- I realize, yeah, you may have to go to a KP ISO, but don't go to it every single time. I understand KP wants to be yeah, that guy but, for his but team. But I mean, I understand wants, like the yeah, offense the score. looks bad and, and then nobody's yeah. hitting. No, of Jalen's not shooting well. Yes. Jabari's not shooting well. Yeah. I mean, he wants, yeah. So KP wants to be that guy. I understand it. I respect mm-hmm. it. But I would like for him, at least in the first quarter, to try to set the table for his teammates. Okay, that, that's Let's that's get your guys going early. Get your guys going early. Run sets to get your guys going early. It's like it's, it's like a quarterback in the NFL. Run the first 15 plays. You know what I mean? Run the first fi- first 15 plays to get your guys going. Yeah. That's that's typically what I would do if I was KP because he's not a pure point guard. So mm-hmm. get him going. Get the other guys going in that way. And you can still get your buckets. It's just it's going to be a little bit more sporadic, at least in the first quarter. Get your guys in a rhythm. Then you can get yourself going. I don't have to worry about KP getting himself going. Dude's been a bucket the whole year. I ain't got to worry about KP. He's going to get his bucket. He'll get his. You're just, exactly. you're just trying to find a way to get yeah. these other guys into rhythm. Exactly. And I mean, it, from from what it seemed like, it just seemed like the guys just – I wouldn't blame KPJ in terms of getting into rhythm, but it just seemed like that the guys just aren't cohesive. There's no, just a no, lot no of yeah. things going on that you see there's a lot more arguing. There's a lot more frustration. We're seeing a lot more animated reactions out of guys like Jay Sean Tate who, who hasn't gotten comfortable yet because he was hurt the whole time. He didn't really play in the preseason. He's trying to figure it out for himself as well. Um, look at Jabari again. You know, Jabari's still trying to find his foot. He's moving a little slow. He can't completely get comfortable. You know, there's pressure on him. He's the third overall pick who yeah. believes he should have been number one. So yeah, no, I think yeah, that he's yeah. trying to play. He might be pushing a little bit in terms of his forcing because he's trying to prove, but at the same time, allow them to find you. But also, let me play the counter of that. Have really Jalen and KPJ really been looking for him? In in certain aspects, yes, they've found him. But there are so many missed opportunities where Jabari is wide open. And even today, there was a possession where Jabari was in the post. Jalen Green was wide open in the corner. Jalen was calling him. What did he do? Ignored him. And then what happened? The player that was defending Jalen left Jalen again to double Jabari. Mm-hmm. And what happened? Jalen was wide open again. Jabari missed him. But he sees a cutting Tate right in front of him. Tate goes up for the layup and gets blocked. And it's off of him. I'm not saying that um, Jabari should be able to – it's where it's it's okay. But when your number one option is wide open, pass him the fucking ball too. You know what I mean? It's a matter of respect because in the pecking order suggests that Jalen's supposed to be your number one guy. Jabari, if he's wide open, get it to him. I understand you might have a mouse in the house, but – Multiple possessions where he had mouse in the house. What happened? He fumbled. He, the boy fumbled the bag in the post. Um, he could. He needs to go to the Hakeem Olajuwon Alperen Sengun School of Footwork in the paint. I mean, sorry, in the post. But that's yeah. not the best aspect of his game. And again, he is a rookie. Yeah, I will give him that pass because <clears throat> that's not a position that he should be in naturally. But that is a position that the team can utilize him with his length. So. I don't know. That's just yeah, me. yeah, no, no, yeah, no. I get that. I get that. So, okay, let me let me finish my my point here. Mm-hmm. Going to point number four now. My issue with with everything now is going to stem, and this is going to bring everything together here. Coaching. Bottom line here. We're in the we're in the tail end of Stephen Silas's deal with the Rockets. 
We were 1 and 16 to start the season in the first 17 games last year. We could very well start the season once again 1 and 16 because we've not for lack of effort, not for lack of trying because look, let, let, let me put the disclaimer out there. This this team tried today. They tried really really hard. They put a lot of effort out there and we'll go into that. But it's still not like it's a rough schedule. But you can get your dubs in when you can. The Portland game, I think they could have gotten a dub. The game before that, I think could have been a dub. The game in Utah, I think they there was a. I think they had a chance. They could have got that one. I just think it's just at the end of the day, this is just going to fall on the coaching. It's execution. It's running a basic set offense, being able to do more with the pieces that you have. Give Salas excuse year after year. First year, he expected to coach Harden and, uh, you know, Harden and Russell Westbrook along with Christian Wood. He didn't get that opportunity. 2020 was a lost season. The next year, he had a cater. He had a cater to Christian Wood and try to figure out a way to implement an offense that is surrounded by Jalen Green on top of KPJ's very first year as a full-time point guard. Along with the fact that John Wall was not even playing. Like, he wasn't even there. So, that was a whole other story. We're in year three with Steven Silas. He has Jabari Smith, who's a proven knockdown shooter who hasn't gotten it yet, who hasn't gotten to his rhythm yet. You have Jalen Green, who's a budding... He, he looks like a budding stud at some point. He's struggling right now. He's snake bit, but he's shooting good shots. KPJ is a second year as a full-time point guard, so I can't give him that excuse anymore. Operating Shangoon, a lot of people wanted him to start last year. You got what you, you, got, what you got. You got what you exactly, wanted. Got what he's you a wanted. starter. You still have EG, who's actually out right now, but he's a he's a shooter. He can shoot threes. You have Jay Sean Tate. You have pieces. Bottom line, what I'm trying to say is you have pieces now at your disposal where you can actually run a cutting, three-point shooting, real legit motion offense with a funnel like Shangoon, with a creative guard, with creative guards like the sexy boys backcourt. You have Jabari Smith who can do a little bit of everything on all three levels. Why is the playbook not opening up more? Like, I don't get that. And that makes me realize we're only seven games in, but if this is the trend that we're going to go, this, I hate to say this, this may be the last year we'll see Silas because if things don't get better, if we start 1-16 again, I don't know. I don't know where we're going to be. We were 20-62 and 62 last year. We lost like the last seven in a row, I think, before the season ends. At this juncture of the season, 20-62... and 62, Plus the one win this year. We're like 21 and 60, 68. Wait. Yeah, no. 21 and 60, 68. We're 21 and 68 dating from last year. So <sighs> it's brutal. It's brutal. And I can't keep using the excuse anymore of like, dude, you can get some of these. Like you could get, in my opinion, maybe I just believe in this team too much. You could have gotten wins number two and three under your belt. Mm-hmm. You could have. Yeah. You could have been you could have been three and four. There is that there I'm I'm gonna be real with y'all. There is a possibility where they could this team could have been three and four if they just executed properly. Jabari hit a few shots here and there. Defense was was obviously leaps and bounds better, but where I believe that this team stands right now, one and six, it's not where I had him pegged at the first seven games of the season. It's gonna be a rough schedule. It's I truly believe it's gonna get better. I know it's gonna get better. This team's gonna figure it out. Too many talented players on this team for them not to figure it out at some point. But if this season, if this team starts one and sixteen again, we may have to come back here and start another dialogue. So, 
one and 16 we'll see where we go from there right now they're one and six jam let's go ahead and start talking about the game this team put up a good fight they put up a great fight what was some of your like key takeaways from this game from what you thought like some some positives some negatives what were your key takeaways from this game after seeing uh the seventh game of this nba of this rockets season i mean there were certain points of the game where it seemed like the rockets were like right there we tied the game you saw that usman group a tied corner three man that was huge huge bucket we were riding on that momentum and they did keep it close going into the fourth but it just seemed again excuse me that once we get there silas makes his rotations and something just goes awry in the fourth like they just tend to kind of lose faith and trust in each other they kind of just start to play more selfish ball they start making silly mistakes and it was just overall bad to finish it off but when you paint the big picture there are certainly aspects of the game that you can look at that that's certainly positive like Usman Garuba's performance like the guy was hustling up and down the floor he was playing great defense interior and um perimeter defense he was everywhere in terms of trying to gather rebounds affecting those loose balls and trying to get them to go to houston's way he was making some great passes i saw him make a few passes that looked really really good in terms of the offense that was running he found garrison matthews for a top of the uh was it top of the key three you know and then he hit that three in the corner again but that's a positive we can look at kevin porter jr's offense despite how we can argue that he may have been selfish or wasn't looking for the other guys as much he carried the offense on the floor and he was the guy that had a huge part in keeping us in this game and again i'm just gonna shout it out real quick tar eason when he is on the floor he impacts the game in such a positive way and even though kj martin shot four of six from the field tonight to me it seemed like an empty four of six i don't know if that's fair to say I mean, I'm not trying to hate on the guy. I just feel like Tar Eason should be getting more minutes than a KJ Martin. Um, Again, we're seven games in to the season. We'll wait and see when it gets to game 25 and game 30, when we kind of see more things and Tyus gets a better feel of his rotations. His rotations are very questionable. It's just not, not where it should be, man. Not a fan of it. But granted, it's game seven. I'm yeah. I'm trying to really like look at things with a macro and a micro point of view because in a micro point of view it just looks bad, but in a macro point of view it's like well the big picture suggests that there's still more time to figure it out. Yeah, it's yeah. so early in the season. Yeah. So you know it's it's hard to see. I don't know, man. It's so difficult. But at the end of the day, this game was wash, man. At the end of the day, the game was wash. Like, what can you do? You but they, was, they they fought though. I mean, they were they were down two at one point in the fourth quarter. Yeah, we were, they were down right three. There. They were down we were, five. We were like right they were there, they man. were nipping tuck right at actually. the lip of the cup. Yeah, they were nipping tuck like most of the way. Like mm. Phoenix is just gonna Phoenix at the end of the day. They they were a contender last year. They were a favorite to win a championship last year. So, and they still have Chris Paul and Devin Booker who are just studs. Absolutely. So they're gonna Absolutely. they're gonna get they're gonna do their thing and get it done. Like I, I didn't expect to win this game. I wanted to rip it out of them just because I thought it would have been fun and great and it would have been a, a better show. But oh, absolutely it would have been awesome. I would have loved to see it. Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, if we exactly. if we could have won that that would have been amazing. Exactly. To more to your point, KJ Martin 
has had 24 minutes as opposed to a Tari Eason who only got 11 minutes. Um, Tari Eason was a perfect 4-4 from the field. He had nine points. He actually had the uh, highest plus minus on the floor. Which was, my surprise. <laughs> it was a minus one, which was still highest. Everyone else was a, was a net negative the whole way, but the only net positive was Tari Eason with a negative one. So that's still pretty solid. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Um, ah, this, yeah, Dacian Nix with twelve minutes. I have, that's just not the answer. <laughs> um, oh man, okay. Dacian Nix, I get it. If you look at this roster, I'm looking at the roster right now. I'm legit looking at the roster right now. Who's your backup point guard? Like really, Jacob? He's been struggling. He actually hasn't seen the floor much at all these past few games, so it was great to see him. And he, and he did his thing. Um, it probably should be Jacob, to be honest. It's not. I still don't think that that's the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, Dacia Nix is the only viable backup point guard. Yeah. It's the makeup of the roster at this point. People are going to argue, oh, Ty Ty Washington should probably get backup, should probably be the backup, but he still, in a way, has to earn his spot. He didn't show enough in the preseason to where he was going to wrestle minutes away mm-hmm. from a Dacian Knicks, like the way Tari Eason kind of ripped some minutes away from KJ Martin. Those minutes that KJ Martin is having right now were ripped because of Tari Eason, because of the work he put in during the preseason. He earned his minutes, forced Silas's hand in a way, the Jacob route, like I said, mm-hmm. and then that's how he that's how he found his way on the floor. That's why he has minutes right now, just because of that. His his phenomenal preseason. That's what earned his right to be on the court. Tatiel Washington didn't show enough to where it was like, oh, okay. We he deserves minutes, so people are not gonna want Dacian next on the floor. What are you gonna do? Uh, you're gonna start Jacob at the one. Like I mean, you're gonna put Jacob at the one as the backup. Like if you don't, because if you take Dacian Nix out, who's your who's your point guard? It's gonna be Jacob, Eric Gordon, Jay Sean Tate, maybe even Aperine Shangun if they want to give him that ball and let him funnel from the top of the top of the key. There's no straight answer for who your backup point guard is. Yeah, that's troublesome. It's the makeup of the roster itself. like, And that's the blame on... Oof. <laughs> Do you want to say it? We're not going to go there. No, don't go there. Not now, anyways. We're game, game, we're, we're game seven. So, But Dacian Knicks, yeah. that's, mm, it's not, it's, For me, that's not the answer. I'm seeing, though, at this point in this, of this season, and based on what I saw this Phoenix and Rockets game, and, I, and this is going to lead to my takeaways here, KJ Martin and Tari Eason are mirroring basically similar positions, same plays. I'm not seeing enough out of KJ Martin at this juncture of the season to where I don't think Tari Tari doesn't deserve to have some of those minutes, like to be more evened out. Um, 24 to 11 discrepancy is not what I want to see. KJ Martin hasn't shown four four of six, but it was a very quiet four of six and not a very impactful um, four of six. So, but, I mean, to his credit, he was a minus one also. He tied, my bad. So, he tied with with Tari Eason. Mm-hmm. It is nip and tuck for them to try to battle for minutes and spots because they're virtually playing the same position in the same spot. So, I get that. I just haven't seen enough with the eye test to make me believe that Kijamarn Martin should continue on and should continue on to get these high level of minutes at this rate because he's not hitting a consistent well, I mean, well, three. I'll say this. It's not it's it's already not working. Yeah. You might as well. We're one and six. Yep. What else is there to do? You yep. know what I mean? Like yeah. to me it just seems like if you want to stay on that line of 
mediocrity. That's not even mediocrity. It's like even worse, right? Yep. Exactly. Um, you okay, just so, you stick to it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so another key takeaway I had from this game was I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call my son. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna be honest with you. Jabari Smith, he's not performing. He's not performing. I need to see more. Minus 16? Are you kidding me? Like, eight points. Eight points, two turnovers. I mean, he had a block. It was a great block to start the game. He actually played very solid defense on Devin Booker. If you go back to the footage, he actually played great one-on-one defense when he was the one guarding uh, Devin Booker. He batted the ball away from him on a few possessions. He blocked his very first shot of the game. He played very, very well. Eight points, seven rebounds, two of six from three, two of eight from the floor. I'm just not... The numbers don't matter. I'm not seeing an impact defensively, and that's where I'm I'm starting to get bothered. This is where I have to at least say something, because I really believe that with Jabari Smith here, he was going to impact the defense more. I fully believe he's going to. He's going to do it. He's going to impact the defense more as he gets more comfortable. But I just need to see more. I told everybody not to freak out the first few games of the season. I'm not going to freak out on him. I'm just saying that he could be playing better. It's the rookie season for him. I think the game's moving a little too fast in his mind. He's playing behind a Jalen Green, a Kevin Porter Jr. He's trying to find his way on the floor, do it in a respectful fashion from what I've seen. I want to see at this point Jabari Smith Jr. to kind of be more aggressive on the defensive end in terms of communication. I want to see him get everybody in their spots. There were... So many possessions where I really believe Jabari Smith on a fast break could have dotted everybody into their proper positions. He was there in the center of the floor, and he didn't do it. I did not see him barking orders. I didn't see him calling when he really should be the one doing that. You're the best defender on the floor. Captain your defense and show him what you need to do. The game, in my opinion, is moving too fast for him. That's on the offensive end, but he's such an elite defensive-minded player the game should not be moving that fast for him defensively. So I can't let him get away with that. I'll let him get away with the fact that the shooting's not falling because I really believe that. I think he, the I, I can tell by the way he's playing right now that the game's moving a thousand miles an hour. Absolutely. It reminded me so much of Jalen last year. Cause you see the way Jalen's kind of calm. Like he know the handles tighter. He knows what moves he wants to make. Like that's a year two player. Jabari Smith's going to get it, but man, that's, oof. he needs to work on it. He needs to work on it, but don't fret, everyone. My it's a son's, tough watch, man. Yeah, my it's son's gonna watch. get it together. He's gonna absolutely get it together. So those are basically like my like few like key points for the game here. Look, we don't we're not gonna run super long with this episode. We just kind of wanted to run a post game recap as well as kind of like talking about the one and six team and the overall portion of the first seven games of the season. We're gonna be playing tomorrow uh, at the Clippers. Got a little two game series action, GM, huh? We have a game at, a game away against Clippers on Monday, and then we're going the Astros route. We're just gonna come right back home. For a game on Wednesday against the Clippers. So we got a little two-game series action. Two-game ski. I, I, so what do you think is going to happen? Are we going 0-2 here? Well, I mean, there's no Kawhi. <clears throat> I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But am I confident that we'll get that win? No, we're going to get a John Wall revenge game. I'm just going to call it now. <sighs> well, yeah. he has two chances. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen one of those games, right? Mm-hmm. It'll probably be the one in Houston. <laughs> well... We'll see what we'll, obviously we'll see what ends up happening. Are we going zero and two? Are we going to mm-hmm. go one and one? Ooh, are you going to be the crazy man and call two and zero? I think it's possible we can go one and one. Mm. Um, take I'll it, say that. Take it in LA or take it in Houston. 
I think we can take it in Houston. We'll see. Um, Kawhi Leonard will be back, but he's also playing limited minutes. He's coming off the bench. But I do think that our best chance at winning the game would be in L.A. But consider this. We are both coming from a back-to-back. Us and the Clippers, right? Yes. So what is the advantage? Clippers, they're at home. I don't know where they're playing tonight, to be honest with you. Maybe they're not. But they get to play from home. Does it make sense? Um, it could be our best shot. They Is lost there... today at home against the Pelicans, who are now 4-2. and two. Good for the Pelicans, man. They're certainly a team to watch. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah. And if you guys have seen, quick plug, November 12th, we will be having a, a Houston Rockets watch party over at Ingenious Brewing, and we will be playing against the up-and-coming team, New Orleans Pelicans. But I will also say this. The Rockets can certainly get a win at home. They'll be rested up. They'll go home Tuesday, or was it uh, Monday after the game? Arrive late Monday night, Tuesday morning. You know, yeah. get some rest on their bed, have a shoot around Tuesday afternoon, and then get ready for Wednesday. Who knows? We'll see how it goes. But I think it is possible to sneak a one and one. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I think so too. I, I believe I, it. Is that I there's really a do. thing about the Clippers that they they have guys that are you know getting themselves back in. Paul George was hurt a considerable amount of time. Uh, Kawhi Leonard was out all year. John Wallace, up and coming and getting back and reacquainted and playing again. So we'll see. That's certainly a team that could have a downer in terms of performance. Um, and that's a team that we could probably surprise. But, I mean, the Clippers are certainly one of the best teams. Do I just believe that this team will probably be better? Maybe I'm having a little too much faith. But I, I will go one and one against Clippers. Mm-hmm. Chances of me being wrong, extremely high. But there is also an opportunity, knock on wood, everywhere you are, guys, if you're listening, <laughs> that there is a possibility that the, the Astros could be uh, playing for something quite important in game five of their game Wednesday as well. We'll see. Yeah. No, we'll see. We'll see what ends up, we'll see what ends up happening. I just, I'm not going to say anything because I ain't trying to jinx nothing. But let's go ahead and end this episode here. Look. Rockets are going to play the Clippers. Rockets are going to keep this train going. We'll see what ends up ha- what's going to happen here. I just don't want a 1 in 16 start. Please give me a win. Please give me a win. Please give me win number 2 and please don't let it happen after the first 17 games. Can we please for the love of god get one before game 17 like please. We're like 10 games away from that. So give me one win in any of these 10 and I'm a happy camper. We'll see what ends up happening. Game, they're going to play another game in L.A. tomorrow. I mean, today from when this episode comes out. Then they're going to play another game on Wednesday against the Clippers as well. So it should be a fun uh, two-game series against the Clippers there. We'll see what ends up happening. I I, I don't know what to expect at this point. We're just going to continue to ride to ride this train as we uh, <laughs> continue to go full, full throttle for the season. And once again, let's go ahead and end the episode here. My brother put in the plug. I'll put the plug on top. We already put out the flyer. You guys already know. Houston Rockets watch party against the Pelicans at Ingenious Brewery. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a ball. We're going to be in North Houston now. Trying to, you know, We're trying to hit different spots in the city. Now we're going to hit North Houston. It's in Humble, Texas. Go ahead and join us. We're going to have a ton, ton of giveaways. Uh, we have Rockets tickets that we are going to be giving away. A special batch uh, beer that's going to be released. Uh, got a ton of stuff happening that night um we're gonna have food, a food trucks gonna be there rockets versus pelicans the summit boys will be there apollo will be there it'll be a ball it'll be a blast and we're all gonna enjoy it and have fun november 12th 
please y'all are more than welcome to show up seven o'clock is the start time with 7 30 game being the start time as well so that's the end of my plugs gm go ahead and give them the go home here <laughs> as per usual all right guys follow me on twitter at jp underscore mirabueno follow the podcast on twitter at summit s-o-m-p-o-d Follow us on Instagram at Summit State of Mind underscore POD and on TikTok at Summit S O M Pod. I always forget. This is the second time I've done the TikTok. <laughs> well, I was like, say it with confidence, man. I was, I, I was, I was 100% say certain. Say But okay, you're right. I probably should be more confident on that call. Follow the team at Apollo NBA and follow the company at Apollo HOU. Um, I know this isn't Rockets related, but Tuesday evening we will be having a Astros watch party for Game 4 of the World Series over at Buff Brew. So show up and show out over there. The commish and I will certainly be there in attendance, ready to drink up whether we win or lose. Quality beers, quality people, and it will be a quality time. We will get, hopefully, another dub for the Houston Astros, but everybody just come out, have fun. Let's chill, enjoy ourselves. And Hey dude, it's our fourth world series in the last six years. Let's make it happen. Let's, you never know when it's going to happen again. Let's all just enjoy ourselves and enjoy the moment, live in the moment. All right. Absolutely. And you can also follow me as well on Twitter at summit commish. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. We're going to cap off your episode one twenty nine. Hopefully by the time episode one thirty comes out, we can now speak on another win. For the love of God, Houston Rockets, please, for my sanity, just give me another one. I don't care how we get it. KP can hog the ball all he wants. I don't know what what, what we need to do to get there. Please give me one win number two. That's below game 17. Please. Please, boss. Please. So that'll go ahead and end the episode here. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. So continue to stay tuned. Go ahead and keep, continue to follow us as we continue to pump out new episodes and continue to pump out updates for y'all. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. Go Houston Astros. And, of course, on the sign-off, go Rockets. The Summit for, 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 for Life.